Welcome back to the Sports Beat KC podcast. This is Jesse Newell, KUB reporter for the Kansas City Star. I'm joined once again this week by columnist extraordinaire for the Kansas City Star and making his way actually back from Lawrence uh, to Kansas City, Blair Kirkhoff. Blair, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great, Jesse. It, it occurs to me that this is the first one of these that we've done coming off a loss in a few weeks, which is odd. <laughs> yeah, talking about KU football losses, that's it, not something we're used to here in the last, oh, two weeks or so. <laughs> No, no, uh, but there are uh, there are reasons for this loss, and I'm not sure it was avoidable. But uh, but I, I expected a better performance from Kansas. My bottom line was I I didn't get to see the game, but I, I was following it, and I was just kind of struck by they were seemed like it was they were done at halftime, and it was just a matter of uh, Baylor fishing it out. And uh, I, I thought. This is the preseason ninth and tenth place teams playing each other. Should have been closer than it was. I know. I know you had a good beat on it and uh, and, and predict Baylor by a couple of touchdowns. I I, I thought it was going to be closer. And you, as usual, were spot on about the Jayhawks. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It does not continue on. So nobody take my advice and run straight to uh, the bank or to Vegas with it because uh, it, it it runs out. It, it will run out here very soon. But yeah, twenty six to seven, K you lost to Baylor. We'll talk a little bit. In a few minutes, Blair, about Oklahoma State coming up this week for a homecoming game as well, 11 a.m. at, at Booth Memorial Stadium. But um, for Kansas, yeah, not competitive in this one. Uh, things really got uh, off to a bad start for KU. They didn't get six turnovers a game, which they'd gotten the previous uh, two games, which obviously helps out a great deal. But I think the big the big thing to talk about for this one is, once again, even with Puka Williams in there, who we, we spoke last week about being one of the top running backs in the nation, at least according to Pro Football Focus's grades, the Jacks still have some major problems on offense. Uh, that That's on offensive line, that's at quarterback, that's at receiver, and once again, they just seem to lag behind the rest of the Big 12 when it comes to being able to generate not only points, but then yards too, just being able to, to flip field position, even if you take it over in, in uh, minus territory. So right now, now, the defense is still well ahead of the offense, and the defense had some bright moments on Saturday, but right now the offense is just not good enough to compete at a Big 12 level, and that's been a problem for a few years now. Yeah, it has. and I, I don't have the, the, the Big 12 media guide or record book in front of me, but I would, I, I would suggest that since, um, since the late uh, 2000s, uh, the aughts, uh, when, when Todd Reising moved on, that Kansas has been either last or next to last in total offense. And, and probably several offensive categories in the Big 12. I mean, they, they've, there have been moments over the years where they, they popped up and had a good good team game or a terrific individual game. But by and large, uh, it it's always seems to be the offense. It, it just it, – it's never consistent. Um, they, they just uh, – too, too, many, too many three and outs, too many punts. It's just uh, – if, and if you're in a conference that is nothing but offense, and you don't have it, you're you're in trouble. And and Kansas was in trouble on Saturday, and and maybe in trouble going forward with their quarterback situation. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment, Blair. Just I don't have the number in front of me, but just as a guess, you've covered the Big Twelve for a while now. Just give me a, a number that you would guess that average Big Twelve teams, um, average scoring wise per game. I mean, just just give me a number. What do you think is a decent number for an average Big Twelve team to uh, to to just be competitive as a kind of a mid-level team in the Big 12? Well, I, I think it has to be in the high 20s, uh, to, to, you know, to be consistently in the high 20s. And the better teams in the Big 12 have averaged 40-plus a game. I, 
you know, I, I imagine that the, if you go just go down the list of scoring offense in, in the Big 12 and its history, especially after the first few years uh, of when it was more of a running backs league with Ricky Williams and such, when Mike Leach got to the Big 12, everything changed. It took a little while for the other programs to evolve, but everything changed when Cliff Kingsbury was his quarterback, and that started the succession of great quarterback play at Texas Tech and the air raid offense, and um, that everybody soon caught on to. It took 40, 45 points to, to win games in, in, in the Big 12, and we don't have – not everybody runs that type of offense anymore, but it, has still be, it is still a conference that attracts great offensive talent. In fact, I, I, I think that every year when the NFL draft happens, you see fewer and fewer defensive players, and especially defensive linemen from Big 12 programs, entering the draft, but there doesn't seem to be a shortage of wide receivers and in, in recent years, quarterbacks. So um, it, it is still, it has the national reputation, and it's still true that this is an offensive-minded conference. It's a passing first conference, and Kansas has not been either one of those in the last uh, – you know, in the last several years. Yeah, well, here's your stat, because I basically copy and paste this every time I do uh, this preseason magazine I do every single year, which is KU has averaged fewer than 23 points in each of the last eight seasons. Uh, and, and these last eight seasons, they've been last in the Big 12 in scoring average every single one of those years. So it kind of gets at the trend we're talking about, which is we can point a lot of fingers and say a lot of things about Kansas over time and why they haven't been competitive. But if you can't average 23 points per game in any of the last eight seasons when college football offenses are on the rise and there's never been more points in college football than in the last you know decade or two, then, uh, then you're going to have some problems. And that's why Kansas had some problems, and that's why they had some problems on Saturday. And, you know, I, I've, I've, I've wondered this, um, that – Kansas, as bad as it's been in football over almost a decade now, if they wouldn't have been wise to hire a coach, you know, like uh, to bring a, a totally different offensive philosophy, like the triple option of Georgia Tech or or Navy's Navy's offense, just something that nobody else in the Big Twelve runs, nobody else sees. They don't prepare for it. They would only prepare for it once a season, uh, and then recruit to a gimmicky offense. Uh, it, it, it's worked for some other programs. Uh, nothing has worked for Kansas. Not, uh, nothing in the traditional way of running offense or in the Big 12 way of running offense has worked for Kansas. Why not try something a little gimmicky, anything to, to break the doldrum of, of offense that, uh, that is, that's been Kansas football? Yeah, I think you make a good point there, Blair, that there are some things that might work, and we saw from Oklahoma this last week going against the Service Academy, taken to overtime. That, that's a little bit of a different look, and maybe teams wouldn't be prepared for it. I will also say this, though. I'm, I'm not one of those people that say you have to pigeonhole yourself in. It might just be a matter, too, of either not having the right personnel or the right coaches to do it, because we've seen other teams lift themselves up with the smart head coaches that run exactly what everybody else runs. You know what I mean? So uh, this, might, right. this might be just a specific Kansas issue as well. I, I guess I'm not going to be one that stands here and says that KU can't win with the air raid. I just don't think they've been able to win with the air raid. And so a lot of that goes to, uh, again, not being 
whatever, creative enough or, or talented enough, whatever the problem goes into with all that, probably all of the above. You know, Doug Meacham was well-respected when he came to Kansas as offensive coordinator, and he helped some great TCU offenses that turned from, you know, middle-of-the-road offenses to top ones. So even that did not work out for Kansas or has not worked out for Kansas in the way they wanted it to so far. So we'll see. But, you know, we talk about the offense, and you mentioned this earlier. I think I'd be remiss if we didn't mention the quarterbacks. Once again, KU is searching. They're struggling. They're trying to find it. Now, Miles Kendrick, who's played in every single game, he went out in the second half with a shoulder injury. David Beatty says he's day-to-day. But uh, because of that, Peyton Bender played a lot of snaps in the first half. And then in the fourth quarter, Carter Stanley comes in, who is the third-string quarterback, and performs pretty well, gets a couple rushes, throws a couple passes. So now KU is kind of back to square one in week five when it comes to the quarterbacks on who's going to play, who's going to in there, how many snaps, and uh, once again, it just this is not what many teams do. They don't usually coaches don't like to kind of create this sort of mess that KU has itself in. But I think right now fans are are okay to wonder and question whether KU has the right quarterback in there and whether they have confidence in any of these quarterbacks or whether those quarterbacks have confidence in themselves when you're playing this musical chairs carousel with the QB so often as KU has done. So right now, I think a third of the way through the season, they're a little bit in a tough spot because I don't think any of their guys have great uh, belief in themselves, and I don't think any of their guys right now have to feel great about looking forward and saying, I believe there's going to be a lot of success because um, how do you split those reps in practice and, and, and who really is the top guy if you talk to the KU coaches? I, I think, again, a third of the way through the season, that's an answer that has not been uh, given right now by the coaches. Yeah, that's that, that's more uh, more the rule than the exception at Kansas over the years is not having a, a quarterback who is clearly defined and uh, and seizes command of the position and carries it through. He doesn't have to be an all conference caliber, but just somebody that you you know that you've invested in and uh, and 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 players are comfortable with. I you know you mentioned uh, you know, fans not knowing, coaches uh, unsure. But the real problem is offensive teammates, you know, offensive linemen and, and backs and, and ends and, you know, getting, you know, getting used to the, you know, the, the rhythms of a starting, you know, of a, of a single quarterback, your starter who, who's established, and then you're going through three a game or not knowing who the starter is the next week. I, I think it's most difficult on, 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 the, on your offensive teammates and that's reflected in the performance of, of them during you know during a game. It's not good. I you know I know we don't don't often talk about other Big Twelve teams on, on this podcast, but Kansas State's going through something like that similarly. Not not to the extent that Kansas is, but between Skylar Thompson and Alex Delton, they don't they don't know who the better player is or don't have a good idea that one's better significantly better than the other. And as a result, the offense has dragged down. It's been dragged down at, at K State, and it's uh, and it, it's certainly that way at Kansas. And, and boy, five games in, and you're at the, just at the beginning of your at, at your of your conference schedule. After a couple of encouraging non-conference games, it gave you a little momentum uh, to be here. I, I can't think of a you know kind of a worse place for Kansas to be after a game than where they were at Baylor. A, a, kind of a non-competitive outcome for Kansas and confusion at quarterback again with, uh, with with more difficult opponents standing in front of them. 
Well, let's look ahead here, uh, Blair. Obviously, Oklahoma State suffered a loss uh, against Texas Tech at home. Unexpected one this past Saturday. Now they come into Lawrence. I think a few people are surprised by the line, which is uh, right now around the 18, 18 and a half mark. But as I mentioned in my previous story earlier in the week, KU has not been <laughs> an 18 and a half point underdog to Oklahoma State since 2007, uh, that or lower. So this has been a game that has been marked by these two teams not being competitive with each other. The Cowboys being the much better program and so if you want to be optimistic if you want to look at KU and say hey maybe things are changing a little bit or maybe the defense you know still has an opportunity to keep them in games the fact that this spread is lower than it's been in a decade uh, kind of speaks to at least that hey KU might not have maybe the whole train isn't off track maybe this KU team still can be competitive in some of these com- some of these future games and uh, a line like that might tell you something that uh Again, a couple breaks, a few turnovers here and there. KU might still find itself at least with a chance to win in some of these Big 12 games coming down the line. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I did catch a little bit of the, the Oklahoma State loss to Texas Tech that was in Stillwater, by the way. And I was, I was just struck by how ordinary Oklahoma State looked, you know, after beating Boise State the previous week and getting off to a good start to its season and kind of having uh, some, some visions of, of being there at the end of the, in the Big 12 race. And Texas Tech just took it to them. Uh, ended up winning that game by was was thirty four seventeen or something. It was a multi score, multi touchdown margin. And so you look at that a couple ways that maybe Oklahoma State's a little vulnerable. They don't have the veteran quarterback that they usually have, and uh, maybe not as many weapons as as they they often do. On the other hand, you know I think they'll be extremely motivated this week. And Kansas, unlike previous years, has had enough success this year to get an opponent's attention you could put game film on of kansas rutgers or kansas central michigan if you're mike gundy and show them puka williams and show them daniel wash and joe Deneen and these guys can make plays they, they can be a threat to us take them seriously and and maybe in, in years past it was uh, you know it, it's tough to get your team motivated to come to lawrence and uh and, and to play in, in a largely empty stadium i i don't think that'll be the case i I think Kansas is catching an Oklahoma State team maybe at a at a bad time. Um, and, and you're right, this series has been one where I, I just remember years where Oklahoma State scores on every possession in the first half and has their you know has their their backups in pretty early in the third quarter and and, and, and won this game just in such, such lopsided fashion. Just bad matchup for Kansas over the years. Maybe you're right. Maybe this one will be a little bit different, but. Uh, I just Kansas not encouraging at the uh, you know the way the way Saturday went for them and uh, and I, I think this is a tough look. They're, they're, you can say that about a lot of Big Twelve opponents that this one's going to be tough for KU. I do think this is a tough one for the Jayhawks though. And uh, and eighteen is that what you said? That's that's what the line was. Yeah, eighteen or eighteen and a half. Yeah. I'm kind of like an Oklahoma State by that or a little bit more. Yeah, uh, the thing about Texas Tech, Texas Tech wins, wins that game against Oklahoma State 41-17, and kind of speaking to the strengths and the weaknesses of KU again, uh, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. KU's not going to score 41 against Oklahoma State, and KU made a very subpar-ish Baylor defense last week look very good in, uh, in them holding the Jayhawks to seven points. So for KU, that's going to be it. Can they can they get Puka free? Can they get a couple big plays? Can they get can they get their score into somewhere in the 20s and then hope their defense can carry them from there? Um, I pr- picked this one preseason. I think Oklahoma State by 20. So I don't think this line is completely crazy, but uh, I'm with you. I think if I'm at this moment, if I'm leading one way toward the spread, probably just a little bit to Oklahoma State. But uh, I could definitely see this being almost exactly in that range uh, of what the spread is.
Before we go, Blair, I, I want to put you on the spot a little bit, but we have an ad that we, uh, we're going to put into this podcast to wrap it up about the KC Sports Pass, which you can get tinyurl.com slash KC Sports Pass. But instead of hearing your great voice in there and having you uh, speak to that, I thought we might just kind of do a little bit of testimonial here because obviously we work at the Kansas City Star. We understand kind of the, what goes into coverage. And I just wanted to speak to one thing that I, I really like about our coverage. Uh, for, those, for those that don't know, KC Sports Pass, you get it for $30 a year. So it comes out to $0.08 cents a day. But, uh, you know, we've, we've been free a long time on the Internet. And it hasn't worked for us lately. So, yeah, we need your help and support uh, as we cover things in all sports in Kansas City, including myself and Gary Bedore with KU coverage. But, you know, one thing I wanted to say about Sports Pass, one thing I think we do a phenomenal job of with the Kansas City Star is the Chiefs coverage and as many people as we send to those games. So I guess I'll ask you, Blair, as well. Uh, is there one thing that you really uh, think that we do well at the Kansas City Star and maybe make it worth people's while to uh, go out and get a $30 sports pass to help support the, the work we do when it comes to Kansas City and sports journalism? Well, I, I think there's a lot of things we do extremely well at, at the Kansas City Star, and the Chiefs coverage is, is among uh, that. We, you know, we, we lost a Chiefs writer over the summer, and we hired two. I mean, that, that's how invested that we, we are in, in Kansas. And for the road games, we'll have five writers on the road plus a photographer that is by far the most uh, manpower and woman power because Brooke Pryor is the Chiefs beat writer, one of them. Uh, of, uh, of of any media outlet in Kansas City, and I dare say that not many NFL teams have as many people covering their team on the road as the Kansas City Star does covering the Chiefs, and I'm proud to be part of that coverage, and it's not just the Chiefs, it's every team that every school and every team that we cover, uh, so proud to be a part of this, uh, of the staff, uh, and, uh, and hope to Hope to continue the you know the, the 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 good work that we do well into the future. I Jesse, I got to tell you, I really enjoy the work that you and Gary do on the Jayhawks. It is uh, it is without parallel in our market. Well, I appreciate that, but like I said, hopefully people will go out there tinyurl.com slash Casey Sports Pass tinyurl.com slash Casey Sports Pass. $30 for the year, and also, the best part about this, Blair, you will never, ever hit the paywall again where it says we, you know, you cannot access the story anymore. I know that's an annoyance to people. Heck, it's an annoyance to me as well, but uh, that's the way to support us. That's the way to keep this coverage going. Um, just to be honest and brutally frank with people, we, we need your support to keep this thing going because otherwise um, the future might be a little bit murkier. Uh, we won't be able to send five people to Chiefs games or two people on the road with KU basketball. Uh, so need your help, and we appreciate the support that you can give. Eight cents a day. Come on, man. Eight cents a day. Come on. <laughs> Eight cents a day. I've got that even in my uh, my my little cup holder in the car. You know what I mean? Like that's that's <laughs> that's a good deal. That's a good deal. All right, we're gonna wrap it up there for uh, Blair Kirkhoff. This is Jesse Newell. Thanks for checking out the Sports Beat KC podcast, and be sure to tune in for another episode next week. Woo!